Deshaun Watson has a no-trade clause in his contract, so if he doesn't like what a team says, he can not approve his trade to that particular team or city. The New Orleans Saints. Okay. They're the team that I think if they get Deshaun Watson, become a legit, bona fide Super Bowl contender. ESPN Radio. But the question really becomes how much of any kind of leverage would the Houston Texans have in all of these trade negotiations? It's Chris Carlin, Chris Canty on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. And on ESPN Plus, we are presented by Progressive Insurance. Join the conversation on the Canty call-in line. Our big question today has been with the Deshaun Watson Cleveland rumors Can Baker Mayfield actually still be a franchise quarterback? 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. The Texans are said to have already worked out packages with the teams that they have allowed to talk to Deshaun Watson. So that's the Carolina Panthers, it's the Saints, it's the Falcons, it's the Cleveland Browns. What's interesting to me is, if you've already worked out these packages... Is it now all in the hands of Deshaun Watson where he says, I'm only going here, and it strips you of any sort of leverage that you might have in that deal? Think about this for a second, okay? Number one, you're the team trading for him, and you know he wants to be there. Can you now pull a bait and switch and reduce the offer a little bit and not really give the Texans at that point any choice? Or number two, If you're the Texans and Deshaun Watson says, I'm good with going to Carolina or Atlanta, can you now play those two teams off one another? How much leverage are the Houston Texans actually going to end up having in all of this? Because I do think even though they might have agreed on packages, Chris, there's still the chance that somebody could try to stick it to the Texans. Yeah, and yeah, and that somebody would be Deshaun Watson, right? It would have to be because if Deshaun Watson lets any of these suitors know that it's your team and nobody else, then all of a sudden you are talking about Houston losing a degree of leverage. But at the same time, Houston can prevent Deshaun Watson from moving his NFL career forward by not trading him. Now, we know that Nick Casario says that they feel like they have to do that as an organization in order for their program to take steps forward. But ultimately... Houston doesn't have to do a deal on the timeline that Deshaun Watson wants it to happen. So it makes for strange bedfellows this situation because Deshaun has a no-trade clause. But ultimately, the two sides have to work together in order to get what they want. And with enough teams being out there now, with the four teams being out there front and center saying that we're interested in him, that's enough for Nick Casario and the Houston Texans to do the dance in order to drive up the market for the return. Hypothetical. Okay. Okay. I'm I'm just going to take a team and give you a package and say Watson wants to go there. Okay. Watson tells the New Orleans Saints, you're where I want to go. This is it. That's it. I really, though, need as much protection as I can get. Let's say that just again, hypothetically, that part of the package that you were trading for him was Ryan Ramchick. Mm -hmm. Okay. The left tackle. He tells you, look, look, I I do need all the help I can get on that offensive line. You could have theoretically just lost Teron Armstead. Sure. If you're the Saints at that point, pull back Ramchek out of the deal and say, you know what, instead, we'll give you a two in his place. So if you're the Texans, 
How long can you wait that out? How, how long can you honestly sit there and not do anything and let it continue to hold over your head? Like, are you between a rock and a hard place? Because to me, the Texans have to get past this at some point, don't they? No, they do, but so does Deshaun Watson. Like that That's the whole point of it. Like, the two have to work together in order to both be able to chart a path forward. They can't do it independent of the other. So that's the piece of this where they have to have the spirit of cooperation while they move through these negotiations, while they get through this process, and trying to fetch the highest spirit price. Spirit of cooperation, court. that's cute. Yeah, well, I mean, that, that, that's what it is. I mean, you're basically talking about the antithesis of what we saw with the baseball owners and players. So we, yes. need, we need them to work together in order to get what they both want. And so in looking at the hypothetical that you just threw out there, in my mind, with the Texans working out the trade compensation before Deshaun has the conversation with the team, at least Deshaun and his representation understand, okay, this is going to be the scenario if you do decide to go here. This is what's coming back, and these are the pieces that you might be missing that are currently on this team. All right, let's go through these quickly. So those four teams have already been able to talk to Deshaun, so they've already theoretically worked out the deal. Yeah. All right, you're the Atlanta Falcons. What are you giving up for Deshaun Watson? Is it the eighth overall pick this year? You've got two twos to work with. Are you giving a first this year, a first next year, a second this year, and Kyle Pitts? It's multiple first-round picks. That's that's table we'll start stakes. There. That's table stakes. And right. then it's based on what you have on your roster. So if you throw in Kyle Pitts, who was the fourth overall pick a year ago and set the rookie record for tight end receiving yards, then that's a piece that I think would be valuable to most teams. But again, he plays a position that's not at a premium. So I don't know how the Houston Texans view that, but to me, that's a good place to start. But yeah, you're so talking two about ones, a two, and Kyle Pitts. That probably gets it done. New Orleans, they've got two third round picks this year, but they're both at the end of the round. They're compensatory picks. So you're New Orleans. What are you giving? Are you giving up um, Marshawn Lattimore? Two ones and a two. Well, you can't give up Marshawn Lattimore because if you cut him or you trade him, the cap, the cap All right, hit not would Lattimore, be, then our would other be defensive player. Who Marcus Davenport, okay. defensive end. Defensive end, Marcus Davenport. Yeah, first-round pick, nine sacks this past year. He's a young player that's ascending. He's going into his fifth-year option year. It seems like it makes a lot of sense on its face to do a deal like that. Are these, are these deals that are stacking up that would work for the Texans? Yeah. I mean, okay. who doesn't need a pass rusher? Here's, here's <laughs> the team. I don't know how this team gets it done unless it's – uh, unless it's with one player in particular. Carolina has got the sixth overall pick, and then they don't pick again until the end of the fourth round. Mm-hmm. Uh, because their second's gone, their third's gone. They, they've been horrible with how they've managed that. Yeah, Carolina, two ones, and J.C. Horn, who has not played yet. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know what J.C. Horn Injured, is going right? to be coming off of that injury. So yeah. I'm not messing with that. If I'm the Texans, if you're going to throw out a defensive player, am I Carolina? I mean, if I'm Houston, I want to. I want Brian Burns. I want a proven commodity. I want a guy that can be a dominant pass rusher, and that's a premium position. So give me two ones. Give me Brian Burns, and we can start there. It yeah. might cost you another mid round pick, but I think that's the framework for a deal. Okay, last one, Cleveland. And this is, this is one that gets tricky for me, okay? Cleveland's got a couple of threes and a one and a two. I'm If I'm Cleveland, give me two ones, a two, and Jedrick Wills. It's a lot. 
I'm not giving up Jedrick Wills if I'm Cleveland. Deshaun Watson's going to need him. If he becomes my quarterback, the offense is the identity. It's no longer going to be on the defensive side of the ball, so I can part company with a piece on that side of the ball. How about I give you Denzel Ward? Let's do that. He's going into his fifth-year option year. I don't know if I want to pay him top-of-the-market money. We see where the cornerback market is going based off of that J.C. Jackson deal. So let me trade you Denzel Ward, two first-round picks, and maybe a mid-round pick to to be the, the sweetener do in I this have deal. To, do I do it? In order to make the deal, does Houston have to be able to sign him long term? Well, I'm sure. I'm or will sure. they take well, him for one year and then franchise Houston, him? Who's Houston paying? Outside of Laramie Tunzel, who are they paying? No, so they, I know. They, they've got plenty of money. I, I no, don't but think I, we don't know if they want to. I, I, well, well Den, he's a two time pro bowler in the first four yeah. seasons of the season. I love yeah. him. Yeah, Denzel Ward's an outstanding player. I love him. So you're getting, I mean, and let's also keep in mind that the Cleveland Browns drafted Greg Newsom in the first round last year at cornerback out of Northwestern. So you have depth at that position. Trade Denzel Ward in two first-round picks and maybe throw in a mid-round pick. That'll get the deal done what, for Watson. What I am hearing from you is you cannot trade an offensive player in that deal that you are getting to Sean Watson. Not if I can help it. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. The other flip side of this all has to do with Cleveland and where it's headed with Baker Mayfield. And it appears as if it is headed elsewhere so can baker mayfield still be a franchise quarterback at this point in his career 888 say espn 888-729-3776 that is a question we want your answer to it's chris carlin chris canty hit us up on the canty call-in line on espn radio espn radio it's not headed anywhere good for baker mayfield well, I guess it depends where he lands. Because <laughs> he has been in Cleveland. 888-SAY-ESPN. 888-729-3776. Chris Carlin. Chris Canty on ESPN Radio presented by Progressive Insurance. So Baker Mayfield is the flip side of this Deshaun Watson discussion with the fact that the Browns have already shown interest and talked to Baker Mayfield, or rather to uh, Deshaun Watson about potentially going to Cleveland. Earlier in the show, we had on Aaron Goldhammer from ESPN Cleveland, who laid out the biggest reason why Mayfield is likely headed on his way out of town. He's a very high-maintenance player, and if you want to be Aaron Rodgers and be high-maintenance, that's fine. We'll give you $50 million a year because you're the most valuable player. When you're Baker Mayfield and you're throwing a lot of interceptions and you're not able to throw for 200 yards a game, no one's going to want to put up with that. So I think fractured relationships in the locker room were a problem. And I think what he posted online yesterday was very self-serving. He's trying to shift the narrative in his direction. It also came across to me as a little bit insincere. Like, you know, I'm, I'm just saying this stuff to Browns fans to get them to rally to my side and against the organization. It's a real me move. Do you see Jimmy Garoppolo doing this? Do you see Matt Ryan no. doing this? Do you see Sam Darnold doing that? Why is Baker the only guy that posts crap like this? Because he's the guy that isn't mature enough to really be able to handle it. Look, the immaturity is what has done him in, yeah. in this situation. I, at least, I would like to think, if I were Baker Mayfield, I'd be annoyed at the fact that they're talking to somebody else. I'd want to go out and prove them wrong, and albeit it's likely going to be somewhere else, that's fine. But I would like to think that I would at least be able to acknowledge Deshaun Watson. Eh, I get it. 
I get why you're talking to him. But He's here, better than But me. here's the thing, though, and I'm glad that Goldhammer brought up this quarterback in specific with Jimmy Garoppolo. Think about Jimmy Garoppolo. The 49ers traded for him, and he was their guy. They gave him a contract extension. He took him to, what, two NFC Championship games in a matter of the last three years. They went to a Super Bowl. And this organization mortgaged their future, traded three first-round draft picks last year in order to get Trey Lance. And this is going to be their guy. Did Jimmy Garoppolo come out at any point and say, well, 49ers fans, you know what? It's probably not going to be around here long. I don't know what the future holds for me, but I've given you everything I've got and all of this other garbage. No. Jimmy G went out there like a pro. They asked him to be the starter. He performed. He took the team back to the NFC Championship game. And he knows that he's not going to be the starter long term there. Now, I'm not saying that that's what you have to do if you're Baker. All I'm simply saying is this. We don't need to hear about it. This is a what-have-you-done-for-me-lately league. And quite frankly, what Baker put on tape last year ain't representative of a quarterback that I want to commit to long-term. And when an opportunity to upgrade at any position presents itself for a front office, they're going to look at it. That's why I don't blame Andrew Barry, and I don't blame Kevin Stefanski. Could the communication maybe been a little bit better to Baker? Possibly, but I don't think that that's something that you owe Baker Mayfield, especially the way that he conducted himself with the friction within the organization, making that public, his wife throwing his teammates under the bus, the wake of what happened with the OBJ stuff, teammates coming out and saying that they didn't necessarily like the fact that Beckham was cut. That speaks volumes about Mayfield's leadership or lack thereof. It makes it seem like you're talking about a player that's more about self than about the team agenda. And if you're Stefanski, if you're Andrew Barry, seeing that is enough for me to want to get rid of your ass. So it no longer is about Deshaun Watson only. No. It's about moving on from Baker Mayfield. Yeah. 888-SAY-ESPN. Michael's in Maryland. He's up next with Chris Carlin, Chris Canty. What's going on, Michael? How are you? Michael, you're gone. James in Louisiana up next. With Carlin and Canty. What's up, James? Man, why are we not talking about throwing Taysom Hill in the deal to get Deshaun? Because I don't want him. Damn, right? <laughs> Who wants Taysom Hill? I well, mean, that was one of Sean the- Payton's pet projects. Sean Payton ain't the head coach no more. I-, I don't know that anybody values Taysom Hill to the degree that Sean Payton did around the league. I don't see I, it. I I agree. That's why I want him out. Yeah, but you're not going to be I able mean, to move the contract, don't, don't James. Give, don't give me the James. classic, James, the classic trade proposal from the sports radio caller of, here's a list of all our crap. Give us your superstar. And I don't mean that personally, but yeah, you get but the who point. who wants that? Who wants that? Who, you want to be on the hook for Taysom Hill at $10 million a year? Yeah, but the way his contract's loaded with the – he only gets so much if he plays quarterback to keep him in the same type of deal. Yeah, but that's no. the escalator. You're talking about escalators. He's still going to get $10 million a year. That's the base salary without the quarterback escalator in there. So do you want to pay Taysom Hill, who is a jack-of-all-trades, master-of-none guy? What are, you mean- pay- what are you paying? What, like, what do you want? If, like, if you're looking at that as the Texans, you're like, no, no, no. I'll take the draft pick. Yeah, I I'll don't take need the draft to devote, you. devote that much of my salary cap to a gadget player. No. I'll pass on that. Thanks. No. 888-SAY-ESPN. Now we need you to fill up the lines for a different reason. Because in just moments, you're going to get your three shots at Hembo. What do we mean? 
Well, of course, it's Paul Hambikidis. You know him as Greeny's researcher. He is part of the hashtag crew on Greeny during the day. And he has got the three shots of Hembo, or three shots at Hembo, NCAA tournament trivia game. So if you feel as if you know your NCAA tournament trivia with the first four wrapping up tonight and the tournament underway in earnest tomorrow, you have your opportunity to win a prize if you can answer three questions. So you would want to get on those lines right now at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Chris, ask me what the prize is. I want to ask you what the prizes are, but you said three shots at Hembo. I feel like the game is even more fun if you're taking three shots while having three shots at Hembo. But Carlin, what are are the prizes? I have no idea what the prize is. We have no idea? Uh, Nobody has ever won, ever. Yeah. So the prize, in and of itself, is a mystery, apparently, to everybody. I was just informed of this earlier. Shannon Penn, can you please uh, confirm this, that because nobody has ever completed the three shots at Hembo, that we actually don't know what the prize is, and it's basically under lock and key. Oh, it's yes. a, it, to, to your point, yes. We don't know what it is, but it's going to be tremendous, whatever it is, if we do, in fact, get a winner. So I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be big, huge. Can't wait. I will say this about Hembo. He came high and tight on Dan Graziano this morning yes, with he his did. question. I, I mean, what coach has lost the most NCAA title games? Who knows that? Who knows that? What coach has lost the most NCAA title games? Yeah. Uh, I would is that Coach K? I, I have no no, it's not Coach K. I don't think it's Coach K. Hmm. I don't think that was the answer. But that we'll was ask high, that was high and tight on Graziano this morning. Yeah, that's tough. That's aggressive. That's a very, very yeah, tough His question. version his but, version of hard and what other people think is hard is completely different. This is the point. Hembo enjoys embarrassing you. Th- that's what it is. Come prove him wrong. 888-SAY-ESPN, <laughs> 888-729-3776-ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. With Progressive, they're making things even easier. They'll help you together so you can save on auto insurance, on homeowners insurance, on it all. So take advantage and bundle it up. Learn more at Progressive.com or 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. Three shots at Hembo. NCAA Tournament Trivia, next on ESPN Radio. ESPN Radio. You think you're smart? That's fine. You're not Hembo. You'll find (laughs) out why in 30 seconds. Brackets are open. Download the ESPN Tournament Challenge app to get started on yours. And remember, you can fill out up to 25 men's and women's brackets for your chance to win $100,000 prizes for both the men's and women's games. For details, see the Tournament Challenge app. Join our show group. It is the Canty Bracket. I tweeted it out earlier at Chris Carlin. It's brought to you by Wendy's Breakfast, the official breakfast of March Madness. Chris Carlin, Chris Canty on ESPN Radio. It is time now for three shots at Hembo. We welcome in content producer for Get Up and Greeny. You can follow him on Twitter, at Paul Hembo. It is Paul Hambakitis. Paul, how are you tonight? Oh, it's good to be with you, boys. How is everything? It's it's good. Is it true that the thing that brings you the most joy in a game like this is just embarrassing our listeners? 
Yeah, that's exactly true. Um, Greeny would describe me as something of a masochist, I suppose, in that regard. I love nothing more than asking someone an easy trivia question and them getting it wrong. Well, we're here to help. We're here and to e- help. And easy is a relative <laughs> term when it comes to Hambo's trivia questions. Here's Let's just the put deal. that out there, too. No doubt. You know what he's going to do? Yeah. He's going to embarrass you. He's going to take your money. He's going to drink your beer. And he might litter on the way out of your house. So this is three shots at Hembo, <laughs> and Hembo might take shots because he's going to walk off in victory. Exactly. Got the it. questions, three questions, easy, medium, hard. Let's start Justin in Arizona up first. Justin, are you ready? I'm ready. Let's do it. Just, uh, Hembo, go. We lose Hembo? We lost, we lost Hambo. Hambo. So, all right, so starting out with Justin, the first question we got for you, Justin, who is the winningest coach in the history of the NCAA tournament? What coach has the most wins? Um, I want to say Mike Krzyzewski. There is, you go. That is correct. That is correct. It is losing a little something here. It is losing, because Hambo. it's not Hembo asking the question. No. These are his questions. Hembo. We got the first question right. We we substituted in because of a faulty phone line and gave the first question of who is the winningest coach in the history of the NCAA tournament. So, please pick it up with question two, a medium question for Justin in Arizona. Justin from Arizona. Which is the last team to win an undefeated championship? Justin's Just drives. What are we going? Pay what is happening bills, right now? People. What is happening? <laughs> Pay your bills. Oh my All god. Right. Okay. All right. We got to move it along to Sorry. another caller. Then let's go out to Taft in North Carolina. Taft, you're on ESPN Radio with three shots at Hembo. You ready? I'm ready. Talk to me, Goose. All right, Hembo, take it over. All right, man. Which program? Which college program has reached the most Final Fours? North Carolina. Oh, I would hope Taft would get that one right because he is in North Carolina. Oh, you better. I went to Carolina. <laughs> right. I went to yeah. Carolina. Yeah. <laughs> Hembo is the enemy of the educated. Next question. You got a name like that. <laughs> Next question, bud. What is the last team to win the national championship the season after runner-up? So which team won the national title the season after finishing runner-up? Oh, go back to Vegas. Let me think. Hold on a second. Can I get a second? Uh, the question, who right, lost let's the not second? Let's not here with the time, all right? The okay, last start. team I'm a, to I'm win gonna the go, national... I'm going to go Vegas, UNLV. Oh, no. Very sorry. So sorry for you, Taft. It's not that's not the answer. The answer is the 2017 North Carolina Tar Heels. Oh, irony! Yeah, got you with your own weapon <laughs> yeah, again. Exactly. Hembo, the antagonist of the astute. Up next, Barry in Ohio. Barry, are you ready for three shots at Hembo? Oh yeah, bring it on. Uh, Barry, who is the leading scorer in the history of the NCAA tournament? Who scored more points in the NCAA tournament? Than any other player. Christian Leitner. Nice, Barry. Mm. 
Medium question. Hembo, go. All right. Barry, who is the only player named most outstanding player of the NCAA tournament more than twice? This player won that award three times. It was recognized as the most outstanding player of the NCAA tournament three times. Who is that player? Who? Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Lou Alcindor. Nice, Barry. Nice, Barry. on the ropes. Hembo is on the ropes. Oh. Can you deliver on the hard question for a yet-to-be-named prize? Hembo? For my own immortality, Barry. Which player the scoring record for a single NCAA tournament? Again, Hembo? Player what? Which player owns the scoring record? Which player scored the most points in a single NCAA tournament? Oh, shit. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can't say that. <laughs> <laughs> you got the answer? Uh, Michael Jordan. I don't know. Damn, oh. big dog. I was rooting for you. I was rooting for you, big dog. I was rooting for you, big dog. Nightmare of the knowledgeable Hembo. Sorry. And it was the big dog, right? It was was not the big dog. It was Glenn Rice, right? It was Glenn Rice. Glenn Robinson's the big dog. Yeah, Glenn Glenn Robinson's the big dog. I was rooting for the big dog. Yeah. I was rooting for Barry, though. But no, Barry comes up short. Okay, so we got to go out to David in Georgia, right? Yes. David in Georgia. You got three shots at Hembo. You ready? I'm ready. I'll probably miss question one, but go ahead. All right, Hembo, it's all David. yours. Confidence. David, what is the last program, what is the last team to win the national title in back-to-back seasons? Uh, um, uh, drawing a blank, I'll say, I'll say Duke. <clears throat> Incorrect. Yeah. Florida, 2006, 2007. We got time for one more. We're going to do All one right. more. Follow the formidable is Hembo, JJ in Ohio. Here's your chance, JJ. Okay. JJ, which head coach, JJ, which head coach has won the most national championship? Oh. John Wooden. There you go, JJ. You You had to get that one. (laughs) I'll tell you what. If you picked up the phone and you didn't know that, I mean, for Pete's sake, they should take your phone away. (laughs) All right, JJ. Question two. Your medium question is this. What is the name of the song, name of the song that is played annually at the end of the NCAA tournament? You could define it as the anthem of the event. What is the name of that song that they play on CBS? Aww. I don't know. You're this. not Come on, JJ. Do you know? The name of the song they play. Um, we Are the Champions? No. Oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> Once oh again, my gosh. Hembo wins, the world loses. Yes, no question. And that's the way he prefers it. No doubt. Uh, most Hembo. definitely. Uh, that was a good time, boys. Hembo, well done. Appreciate you, brother. He, you can tell there is joy in his voice. Yeah, at sticking it to people. Yeah, he just ruined a bunch of callers' 
evenings just now. And he will sleep nicely because of it tonight. Oh, of course. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. We have time for a few more of your calls on this topic. Is Baker Mayfield still capable of being a franchise quarterback? He appears on his way out in Cleveland. Is he still capable of being a franchise quarterback? 888-SAY-ESPN, plus breaking baseball news, one of the stars has found a home. We'll tell you who and where. Next, Chris Carlin, Chris Canty on ESPN Radio. ESPN Radio. Baker Mayfield appears on his way out in Cleveland. We heard from Diana Rossini earlier today that this is not even so much about the Browns being able to get Deshaun Watson. It's about being able to move on from Baker Mayfield. Chris Carlin, Chris Canty, let's get to your call. Sean in South Dakota up next on ESPN Radio. Sean, what's going on? No, just sitting here at work listening to you guys talk about Baker Mayfield. I'm not a Browns fan, but, you know, I think Baker can win some games. I don't think he's a franchise quarterback. I don't think he's going to take it to any Super Bowls, but I think Cleveland's done him dirty all the years he's been there. But how? I would ask you how. How has Cleveland done him dirty, particularly? Well, look at the portrait they've portrayed on Baker Mayfield this past season, the whole time he's been playing in a left-arm swing. Well, Sean, I'll say this. You can't lie to the guys in the locker room. They see you every single day. And when Odell Beckham Jr. was released, it was clear that that locker room was fractured because a lot of those guys didn't want to see him go. And I'm sure you had some of those guys that agreed with the criticisms that had been expressed by people in Odell's camp about Baker Mayfield. So from that perspective, it's hard for me to say the quarterback was done dirty by the franchise. And then beyond that, the franchise cut Odell because he criticized Baker publicly, or at least his father did. They cut him because of that. So how is that Cleveland doing Odell dirty? Carlin, make that make sense to me because I don't understand it. Well, you can. It's 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 not. I With Odell, the, the problem for, for that particular situation— And then Odell goes on and wins the Super Bowl. Yes, yes. <laughs> the problem for that particular situation is that Odell had the track record of being problematic before of being an issue with the Giants and forcing his way out there. So, in a lot of ways, Baker, I don't want to say was going to get the benefit of the doubt, but people were not going to question so much moving on from Odell because of that. But people on the outside weren't questioning it, but guys in that locker room were, and that's a different story. That's a different tone. I'll say this. I talked to people with the Rams. They absolutely loved him in that locker room this year. Absolutely and, loved and, and him. And here's the thing. You'll find a lot of players express that same sentiment that were Odell's teammates. So that's the part that doesn't pass the smell test to me. And when you have the wife of the quarterback criticizing the toughness of the rest of the guys on the team, saying they would be better off if they showed the same kind of toughness as Baker did, that's not a good look. I don't ever want anybody else talking for me if I'm in that position of public. And I understand that why she's doing it, but I don't ever want anybody else handling that publicly for me. 
ESPN Radio. Oh, more breaking news. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Chris Carlin, Chris Canty, that coming in just 30 seconds. First, though, thanks to all of our guests today. Aaron Goldhammer giving us the insight on Baker Mayfield from a Cleveland standpoint. Diana Rossini filling us in on what the organization is thinking as well. Corey Alexander, who will have the call in just a little while tonight on ESPN Radio of the Nets and the Mavericks and Paul Hambakitis, the man who loves to absolutely embarrass you, as he just did moments ago, the content producer from Greeny, and delivering savage the three shots at Hambo. He's a savage. Three and out brought to you by Indeed. Need to hire? You need Indeed.com slash credit. And we have breaking news for three and out. Hit it! That's right. Adam Schefter on Twitter. You may know him at Adam Schefter. On Twitter, Von Miller is signing with the Buffalo Bills. Ooh. Wow. Von Miller signing with the Buffalo Bills. I'll tell you what. A team source confirmed it to him just a little while ago. You lose Jerry Hughes, but you improve to Von Miller. Oh, that made them exceptionally formidable. I love that signing. Now, the Buffalo Bills, they finished 11th in the NFL in sacks last year with 42. Now, you're adding Von Miller to a group that has Greg Rousseau, who's a guy that's a second-year player, that you got to really love some of the things that he's bringing to the table. A.J. Epinesa and Boogie Basham. Now, Von Miller being a part of that group. I mean, that, that's that, that, unheard that, of that, depth that, that the is, position. That is a finishing piece for the Buffalo Bills defense, having a consistent edge rush presence. You know when it comes to young players in this league, Carlin, it's hard to have that level of consistency, but you're getting that from Von Miller. And not just that, you're also getting championship DNA. This is a guy that's won two Super Bowls in our league, and in one of them, he was the Super Bowl MVP. So being able to inject that into a young group of players – that are trying to figure out ways to have more postseason success, that's exactly what you're looking for. The other thing that I love about this move, when you consider what's going on in the AFC West and the two quarterbacks that you got to deal with in the AFC North, you got to have pass rush once you get to the postseason. And Von Miller shows he's still that dude when it comes to that aspect of it. What do you have, five sacks this postseason? Yeah. He was tied for the best pass rush win rate with Aaron Donald of anybody this entire postseason. How so, about this? They're not done. Now, this one, not quite as fanfare-worthy. So okay. No breaking news sounder for it. All right. But the Bills have also signed O.J. Howard. I like it. O.J. Howard. I like it a lot. And, you, and, and, and it's interesting that you say this is not a big deal. No, no. I think it's noteworthy, and here's what I'll say about that. O.J. Howard is a guy that has the physical attributes that you would want a tight end to have in terms of a receiver. He's got good top-end speed. He's got the size advantage when it comes to matchups against safeties and cornerbacks. And he's good enough athletically to get away from linebackers. But the reason why I really love O.J. Howard is because this Buffalo Bills offense has to find more balance in running a football. They just have to. They're asking Josh Allen to do way too much. He He's too much of everything that they're doing offensively, they've got to be able to hand the ball off and allow them to have some success in that way. And remember what happened earlier today. J.D. McKissick, who had agreed to a deal with Buffalo, backed out of it, went back to Washington. Yeah. So 
I don't know all if that helped say, open the all, door here all, a all I'm simply saying is this. O.J. Howard as an inline blocker is going to help your run. Yes. Game. And yes. that's exactly what you're looking to do if you're the Buffalo Bills. I'll tell you. Uh, that those are two very, I mean, the Von Miller move for the Bills. They're going to be coming at you in waves. Yeah, for the Bills, and then the baseball breaking news, also part of three and out. Chris Bryant has officially signed with the Colorado Rockies, seven years, one hundred eighty-two million dollars. Seven years, one hundred eighty-two million dollars for Chris Bryant, who's an exceptionally versatile player. Good player, yeah, really good player, and can play. And he's a former MVP, right? Yeah, can play center field, can play third, can play first, can do a lot of different things for you. And what's he's that, not going to hurt you. What's that going to get you in the NL West, though? <laughs> Look, he's going to hit. He's going to hit in Colorado. He's gonna, no, he's going to hit, and that's great. But you're still talking about them being what the fourth best team in the NL West. Probably so. I mean, Giants, Padres, Dodgers. Yeah, you're still yeah. you're building. <laughs> you're building. You're building. And you're losing Trevor Story in the process of building. So See, congratulations. I think, were, I think they were done with Trevor Story. They're good with that. They're okay. good with and him moving and on. And that's great. But I'm just saying, it doesn't necessarily seem like you're going to get that much better in terms of this team being able to contend. The other part, this might be a little bit harsh. Hmm. You heard a lot of it the last few days with Bryant and the Rockies. It was one of those situations, Chris, where he probably got to the point where he couldn't say no. You know, like he yeah. didn't necessarily want to go there first and foremost and was hoping some other teams would step up. But when they step up to the tune of seven for 182, I I guess you're at a point there where you can't really say no. No, you can't say no. And you do have some hardware already. So why would you turn down all that money again? I, again, you know, I, it didn't feel like it was his first choice to end up there. No, it might it not way. be your first choice. But if it's not about winning a championship, which is clearly not out in Colorado, then it's about monetizing your happiness. And how could you be mad at a guy like that? When you already got a World Series title under your belt. The NBA is on ESPN Radio. Tune in tonight. Nets hosting the Mavs. Presented by Indeed. Coverage begins in moments, 7 p.m. Eastern, on most ESPN radio stations. Chris Carlin, Chris Canty, ESPN Radio.